Bienvenidos, gente. <laughs> welcome. Well, it's more like welcoming us back to doing these check-ins because we've been, you know, not doing them <laughs> prior to every episode. So here you go. We're back and we're excited to catch you guys up on what we've been doing, which mainly is staying home. But, you know, <laughs> we've been doing the same thing y'all been doing. <laughs> exactly. We're staying home. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, what do you want to t- let the people know, Diana? Girl, okay. So, it's been a, only a month and a week since I've been officially furloughed. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I don't hate it, honestly. I mean, who would not like to not work? Yeah. And I have to tell you that unemployment money is like, it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I. It's the well, extra also because they're doing the bonus, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the extra $600 that I think is helping a lot of us not feel... And I I know this is not the case for every single person. Like, obviously, we are all making different money per week based on our income over the last um, two years, I think. Mm-hmm. But, but it's been nice not working, for sure. Like, not having to check in with anybody. Sort of creating my own schedule. Mm-hmm. Um. But, girl, maneuvering the unemployment systems, by the way, I listened to an NPR Money Planet, highly recommend that podcast, and they talked about how these systems are so old school and antiquated and were never meant for this type of problem, so Mm -hmm. that's why they've all been fucking up, and yeah, it hasn't been, like, this most seamless process, but to, you know give them the benefit of the doubt. It's also because they were never created to deal with the pandemic. They were dealing with like, I think the quote was like a hundred thousand a month mm-hmm. and they had 3 million in a week, like submit mm-hmm. unemployment. Right. So like, could you imagine how bad that system is? Yeah. But yeah, girl, it's been kind of a pain in the butt. I literally couldn't connect my debit card for EDD to my checking account. So I was going to the freaking bank ATM and you have a limit of how much money you can take out. So I would go to the ATM three different times during the week to take Mm -hmm. out the cash and then redeposit it into my checking account. Mm -hmm. It was a pain in the butt. Mm -hmm. So anyways, finally this week, we figured it out because I called finally. And honestly, they never pick up or they're like too busy or whatever it says. Like they've been inundated with too many calls. Mm-hmm. But I got on the call with Shanae. Mm-hmm. And she was like, she was like, hey, Diana, how you doing, girl? And I was like, oh, she's she's really nice because usually they're not really nice. Yeah. And I was like, hey, Shanae. And she was like, how's your day going? And I was like, oh, girl, yes, good. I guess better now. <laughs> And then I was like, how's your day? She's like, I'm doing pretty good. And she was so nice and really helped me like through the whole process, hooked me up with fixing my issues with my account. And I finally like got it all figured out. So for anybody out there that's dealing with either being furloughed or laid off or their parents are furloughed or laid off and you're the person that's like dealing with how to navigate, I totally feel for you. If I, as like a young individual who kind of understands you know most tech systems am having a hard time I can't imagine what like immigrant families are dealing with or people who don't speak English or just don't understand how to navigate the world of government old agency systems yeah like my mom is on unemployment and oh lord just having to it's like because I made it so that she receives notifications to her email but it's like every time she gets one she like freaks out she's like oh my god what do I need to do I'm like they're just telling you that like something stupid like that your next thing that your next uh certification thing of benefits is due yeah and I think the language on it sometimes it's like really harsh Mm because it's like uh this is like certify your benefits or your benefits are going to be canceled and like (laughs) for somebody that doesn't understand or because I believe like she gets this information I think she gets it in Spanish and even then it's like very harsh so they like freak out and think it's gonna like 
cancel if they don't answer like right away and yeah. I'm like I'm pretty sure you don't have to answer like right the second but sure let's get this over with so it's it's been a struggle and I can only imagine you know my mom like knows how to type well so that's a plus um and she knows how to navigate a computer but she's also blind as hell though so <laughs> there's that well she has you and that's so wonderful like to lean on be able to lean on your kids and like figure this all out you know yeah um yeah. because if not like she would just probably be calling you every five seconds like ah, ¿cómo haces esto? ¿Y qué hago you know and it's yep. like so we feel for anybody who's also dealing with that it's tough but girl how yeah. are you how are you you're still working I am. Blast, I am which is great um how are you holding up with covid and work life um it's okay i think we i mean it's good you know i'm i'm happy i'm blessed that i'm working that's always like what i try to focus on but um it's also like hard sometimes because sometimes i don't want to do anything i don't want to help anybody i don't want to talk to anybody you know, um, and I felt like I was just having even like some anxiety and stuff like that um, a couple weeks ago. And and I was finally like, I know that we're just at home, but I want to take a day off. So I ended up taking a day off and I felt like so re-energized just from taking that one day off, which was so great. Um, and I... Ask me what I did. Nothing. Because Good. that's what I, I felt like great. I needed to do. I literally stayed in bed till noon. I like did some things around my room. I was painting something for like my mom for Mother's Day. So I finished that. So it was just like really relaxing activities. I went out to my log garden you know that's been going oh yeah well. tell the people that you've been up to what did what did joe say your name is oh sh- uh my friend jojo said uh my name is martita astohart <laughs> yes you guys probably have been seeing it if you follow us on instagram yes Elvia's i've been posted posting about stories on about her my, wonder- my little garden yeah that has Lots of fruits and veggies. I had some, I got in some fights with some moths that were trying to eat my lettuce. <laughs> so I had to blast you those to, bitches. You had to take off your hoops and you were like, uh-uh, yeah. girl, not today. I was today. like, oh, no, you ain't eating my lettuce. This my lettuce. This not your lettuce. My lettuce. I paid 150 for this seed packet. Girl, tell everybody how you've been, like, binging, like, how to plant tomatoes <laughs> yes well this was more like when I first started mm-hmm. but before I started my garden I spent like four hours <laughs> on d- different like gar- well I was obsessed with this one guy because I really liked everything that he was saying and he was talking about how to grow 10 foot tomatoes and I was like yes motherfucking goals I want 10 foot tomatoes <laughs> Um, well, tempered tomato plants, the actual yeah. tomatoes are regular ass size tomatoes, mm-hmm. but I just, it's so nice. It's kind of like, I literally go out there in the morning and I go out there in the evening to water it. And it's just like this thing. I look at plants. I literally s- stand there and like stare at shit and if you saw me, you probably thought, what the fuck is she looking at? But I don't know. I just, it's literally grounding um, just to do that. So I love it. That's good that you sort of found this hobby that you probably have always wanted to do and now have the time and space to do it, right? Yeah. And it's very therapeutic for you in a lot of ways and, and you know, gives you something to do other than like, the typical bullshit that we've been hearing on Instagram, like learn how to play an instrument, learn a new language, take all the courses. Like, I don't know. 
you know, something you really wanted to do and, and you like. And I yeah. think that's And dope. there's this, like, a zaddy um, whose name is Ron. <laughs> <laughs> He's like a zaddy gardener. Um, his name is Ron Finley. And he actually has a master class. And then it's so funny because the tagline is, like, you want to learn how to grow some motherfucking kale? And I'm like, <laughs> yes! Um, Ooh, we need to get Ron on our podcast I know, so we can I learn how to get... make some motherfucking kale! <laughs> yeah, and he talks about how, like, growing a garden is literally like putting money in your pocket because you spend so much less on groceries, obviously, once things grow. Like, it is an investment, but at the end of the day, you put in 80 bucks to build your garden, buy seeds, soil, whatever. But if you think about it, how much how much money do you spend on groceries, like, every week? And on Girl. vegetables alone. Yeah, on vegetables alone. And especially right now when, like, prices of vegetables are or things are just like so much more expensive at least it feels that way sometimes um it's just nice to have like this thing and right in my backyard that I'm growing my whole food I swear my whole dream is just to turn the entire backyard into like a food garden like a food jungle and you can just like Take we're things. Have, we're gonna have Elvita's Farmers Mercado. Yes, El Mercado de de Martita. Yes, and then people can walk back there, and you're gonna sell your produce. Yeah, and be like, you, girl, you can do like, real farm the table. Yes, for real. Yeah, that would be my dream. I would make so it into cool. a little nonprofit and everything, but you know, one day, one day, one day, put it out there. Well, that's. Dope, girl. Um, What are you really missing? Like, now that we are 3,675 days into COVID, at least that's what it feels like. Um, What are you... Helmet. I really want to... That's what I'm going to... This is what I'm calling it now. I'm calling it Helvet because that bitch is a hoe, okay? (laughs) She's a hoe. She needs to go somewhere with her hoe ass. Okay? Um... I would Wait, why is she a hoe? Because she's just like jumping from person to person, oh. infecting everybody. <laughs> she's a hoe. And she won't go away. And she's uh-uh. annoying. And she just needs to go somewhere. Okay, she's a hoe. Hoven. Yeah, it's hoven. Um, That's too funny. I miss just like, well, I just miss like, being able to hang out with like people in general like just going out and being like oh I'm gonna go to the beach or I'm gonna go for a bike ride with my friends or I'm gonna go have a drink with so-and-so like I miss that and it's so funny because I feel like I moved back to LA to have like this big part of my social life back (laughs) that is now gone um, it's on pause, girl. It's on pause. It's on pause. Who knows for how long, but I think I really miss that. And I miss, like, just, like, I wish I could, like, hug my friends mm-hmm. and just, like, people in general and just, you know, like, the grocery store not feel like you're going into, like, the fucking war zone. Um. <laughs> It's weird because I love grocery shopping and I'm like totally the lollygagger like grocery shopper that likes to look at around see new items that are like out there but like you can't do that right now fucking Trader Joe's you have to go in one direction in the lane and if and there's people there that tell like no ma'am you're entering the lane in the wrong way like what the fuck this is not fucking Disneyland you're like soldiers yeah, I just don't love that. But, yeah. you know, I, I miss that. And honestly, I think I would take back sitting in traffic for an hour to have my life back. Aww. Yeah, I feels you. I feels you, girl. I 
definitely feel the same way. Like, I can't wait to hang out with everybody, but mostly just you because you're the only person I really hang out with the most. <laughs> and I, because I also have broken the rules and gone home. So I have seen yeah. my family. I mean, technically, uh, yeah, my brother has come over. So, yeah. 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 So that's been nice. I think for me, girl, you know what I really miss? Mm-hmm. Fucking traveling. Like, the fact yeah. that we have to put a, halt on our dr trip i was also supposed to go to spain this year because my partner because juanito was gonna you know graduated with his master's and his master's is from barcelona university and it was like a good excuse to like go Mm -hmm. um and i would have gone with you too (laughs) (laughs) i would have just invited myself girl we invited i was like i asked my parents i was like who wants to go to barcelona Mm -hmm. um and then, of course, you know, we've always taken a big trip in November. Like, we usually do somewhere in Mexico, but it could have been also somewhere in, like, Central or South America. Mm-hmm. We just try to go to places where, where the, the dollar just goes further. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, none of those things are going to happen this year. I also really wanted to see, you know, my brother in Seattle and the baby. I only saw them one time. Mm-hmm. And I just, like, really want to go up there and hang out with them. So, for me, I think that's what I really miss. Like, I think I've gotten so used to traveling, not just for, for pleasure and for fun, but, you know, I travel a lot for work or traveled a lot for work. So, I hate to say how much I hate I miss airports. The same way you're like, I would take commuting for an hour. Like, I would take the BS of the airports, which is a pain in the butt. To just get back out there and, like, travel again. I just really like to travel. Yeah. For real. I miss it. But I will say that I feel like I am doing, like, all these things, like, I just wouldn't normally do. And one thing that we started this week was our little workout crew. Woo-woo! The bestie, bestie morning workout crew. That's so cool. Yes. And I feel like it's just been great to wake up at 7.30 in the morning, get your workout in. You don't have to think about doing it later in the day. And then having this little, like, tiny group of women that are invested and want, have, like, a similar similar goals, you know? And I think I just love it because it's not like, it's like a cool accountability group with all the things that we like and all the things that we don't like, right? Yeah. Like, we're not like, you don't have to sign up through Facebook or post. We're not an MLM trying to sell you anything. Yeah. You don't got to use our hashtag. No, it's like, (laughs) I hate all that shit. You don't have to send before and after pictures. Like, you know, it's literally. Tell me your weight or your measurements or any of that crap. It's all on you. If you want to join us, cool. Like, it's a great way just to get in a workout in the morning. And honestly, accountability is, like, key here. Like, for sure, Elvie and I probably don't love getting up this early. I am not a morning person. And I actually technically don't even need to wake up at any specific time right now. So, mm-hmm. it's been great. Yeah. So, if anybody wants to join our workout crew, hit yeah. us up. I think it's also been nice because my sleeping schedule has been like everywhere Mm -hmm. and finally I'm like okay I'm a human (laughs) like I get up and go to sleep at the same time and I just feel like getting used to this will be less of a transition once we go back to work and do have to you know wake up at five o'clock in the morning to commute and shit Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like I'll just be maybe better off than if I was waking up at 8.45 before my 9 a.m. appointment. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm fine. We should also say this is an eight-week program by Columbia. What's her name? Colombian Mafia Fit. Um, her name is ha- Maria. Oh, shit. I don't know her last name, but her first name is Maria. She's like a mama. looks amazing had a baby like three or four months ago and she has a six pack like a (laughs) like I I haven't had kids and it looks like I had three kids (laughs) I actually currently look like I have three kids like actually there's triplets in my (laughs) pants exactly 
So yeah, she's incredible, and we really liked her workouts. She's been doing really cool things on like IGTV with a lot of our favorite like influencers. She's just so keep it real. She plays really great music. She like loves to dance and work out at the same time. And it's not like a Zumba class. She literally like does regular workouts, but maybe she adds just something, a little flair. Yeah, she does like these um, salsa workouts on Instagram Live, and then she'll post them up on YouTube, which are 30 minutes. So right now, like our workouts that we like paid for and through the eight week challenge, uh, really affordable program, I think. Yeah, Um, it. It's like about 45 minutes to an hour, depending on what which workout you're doing. Um, so it's nice. Yeah, it's I been really nice. Her, her name is Maria Leguizamon. Le it took me a little, a little time to say all that. <laughs> and also, it's all, we are trying to make sure we eat clean and have like a good diet, like we know that you can't work out and then eat like shit mm-hmm. and expect any results at the end of eight weeks. Like nothing's going to happen. So we're po- we're trying to live on that 80-20 rule, 80% of our diet pretty clean, but giving ourselves 20% of leg room, especially if we're feeling down or we just don't give a fuck or we're craving something. Like we're not putting any restrictions. We're not following any specific diet, you know? Mm-hmm. I think Elvie and I have done so many diets over the last girl, 20 years. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Over the last, yeah, I mean, like 17 plus years. Yeah. And it's like, we know what we should and shouldn't eat. We know what foods affect us um, and what's good for us. And so I and think I, that And we're... I think like before you know we've done so much like I guess I don't know if you want to call it this but like harm to ourselves in terms of like body image issues that we've had Mm -hmm. of of ourselves that it's just kind of like be kind to yourself like for me I don't find this need to like look skinny or whatever it's more just like do I feel good? Am I feeling stronger? Um, you know, maybe my jeans fit a little bit better. That's not, that's a nice added bonus. But like, for me, it's just more important to keep active and like feel good. Yeah, I totally agree. And, and if any of those other things come, then great. Right now. Absolutely. Um, and I just think that like, it's probably helpful too with just like anxiety and stress and overwhelm or whatever you're feeling to sort of set up your day with working out with the group that's doing it together. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I definitely feel a little, I don't know if the word is happier, but it definitely sets up my day a mm-hmm. little better. Mm-hmm. And I was going to say that I just hope to come out of this like, less bloated I just feel so hinchada all the time <laughs> I'm like I just need to deflate can I deflate yeah and, it's like yeah. I'm tired of feeling like a blowfish and and you know all the girls you know how we're dying when we do our workouts together it's like because we can't do like 10 push-ups with one leg because that's really hard but we also haven't built up the strength like I can't wait for like you know, week three or week six when, mm-hmm. like, not that it becomes easier, but you're like, wow, I can actually do 10 of these in a row or I can do it for 45 seconds, you know? Yeah. And that idea that you said, like, feeling stronger. I love that when, like, you see the progression of that happening. Exactly. Regardless yeah. of however you look. I mean, just feeling like, oh, my God, I can do more. Like, wow, I'm getting yeah. stronger. This feels awesome. Exactly. Um, yes. so girl, how did you spend your Mother's Day? Mother's Day was just last Sunday, which was really cool because it landed on Me- Mexican Mother's Day. Mexican Mother's Day. Or like um, Latin American Mother's Day, I guess. Yeah. Yes. Um, it was good. All I did was um stay home. <laughs> and my my brother did come over with his with his wow, I um said his fiance, his wife, wifey, and him came over, and we just um 
barbecued. And yeah, basically, that's it. Just hung around, talked. And uh, we gave my mom a card and some flowers. That she didn't want some gifts. She said she didn't even want flowers. But my brother was like, um, no, I'm going to get her some flowers. So, yeah. That's sweet. What about you? I went home. Again, I'd be breaking all these rules. Um, I went home because we did a Zoom brunch called Mami, Mama y Mimosas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Loteria Zoom brunch. So I invited my sister, my sister-in-law, my mom um, for a little Loteria Zoom brunch with mimosas. We actually decided on margaritas instead, which was so nice. My dad made like fresh with like real strawberries. Not none of that like crap from the store mm-hmm. and like blended them. He made a mango one. Then he made a strawberry one. Um, we fancy him. Yeah, it was really good, and it was really fun. Uh, we did like does he have around. does he have a a garden in the back that can be called Papi's Produce? <laughs> he used to, but he doesn't anymore. Mm. Uh, no, girl, he he goes to Sam's Club. <laughs> <laughs> he retired from that. He retired his gardening duties. Although he should pick them back up now that he's retired. Yeah. Um, but it was nice. Like I got to hang out with like my nieces and nephews. Um, and you know, my grandma was there, so we got to celebrate with her too. And it was, it was great. She was really happy. She's always happy to like, see a lot of people come over. My grandma is, you know, Maulita's 99 years old. It's so crazy. And I was just asking her like, how, I'm like, how crazy that she like had 10 kids. Uh-huh. And I was, like, asking her, like, how old was she when, like, she had her first kid or, like, when she was married. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was just, like, really interesting to just hear my grandma talk about that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, same thing, girl. We barbecued, had a carne asada. And I think it's so sweet. So, like, I went to go buy flowers, but there was no effing flowers anywhere. It was all sold out. And then I was like, why am I buying my mom flowers? Like, she doesn't even care, just like your mom. And Uh I was like, I should be buying my mom wine. (laughs) So I actually bought a champagne because of the mimosas. But Uh I bought the Whispering Angel Rosé. Whispering Angel. It is a really good rosé. And I was Uh like, mom, I bought you this rosé. And you know, not having any money, it's a very expensive rosé. It's like $18, and that's a lot of money. (laughs) For any wine, yes. Yeah, so I bought my mom that instead. And it, even when I got home, my dad's like, I mira, esto si es bien bueno. And I'm like, Dad, you know about that whispering angel? Okay, I see you. <laughs> he he be watching Mad- Heather McMahon's story. <laughs> no, right? <laughs> um, But when I got home, there was these beautiful purple and pink roses. Mm-hmm. And my dad had bought a dozen for my mom and a dozen for my grandma. And he's every year that I can remember has always either he like just picks them from the garden because he has like really beautiful roses. And, you know, usually at this point they're blooming. Uh Um, So I just thought it was so cute that he was like, yeah, yo compré a tu mamá, you know, una docena, but. Since your grandma's living with us, I also wanted to buy her. And I just thought it was so thoughtful because this is his mother-in-law, you know? Like, this is uh-huh. his suegra. He doesn't need to buy her anything. And I don't know. I thought it was super cute. So my mom did get her flowers, just not for me. Uh-huh. Um, but it was yeah. fun. It was, and we just spent it mostly in the backyard with the kids playing games. And um, it was beautiful. Like, it was beautiful out. Uh-huh. Yeah, so good times. Yeah, so we're, um, and I mean, what was a really nice, what's a really nice thing is that our next episode, we're dedicating it to our mamacitas, and we did an interview with them, um, just to talk about basically, like, what they would, you know, tell their younger self, and maybe learn a little bit more about their story, maybe things you didn't know about their story before. Um, and I think it's 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 such a nice thing 
that I think every grown person that has parents and has a good relationship with them should sit down with their parents and ask them questions about their life, you know, because I think most of the time you don't know things about your parents that they went through, especially when they were younger. And like, obviously you weren't there for that part of their life. Yep. So I agree. It's so amazing to have our special guest. This is a bonus mother's day episode dedicated to our moms. Um, And it was incredible. You're absolutely right. It's so amazing learning about, you know, what their dreams and passions were before kids and even after and some of the biggest lessons they learned and and the lessons they want to give to their daughters and to their granddaughters. Um, I thought it was really insightful and it's cool learning about like, you're like, dang, my mom is, I mean, you know, you're like, I love my mama, but my mama dope. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There was, um, I, I want to mention this because I, I, I asked at one point I asked my mom, like, what was she most proud of in her life? Um, and she was like, I don't know how to answer this because I don't know if she like feels like not proud of something, something in particular in her life. Basically, I was gonna, I was asking her, like, what was her best, like, accomplishment or, like, something that she's proud of. I feel like everybody should be proud of something in their life. Mm-hmm. And she had a really hard time answering that question. And I feel like during the recording, what I wanted to say, and I do plan on telling her this, was, like, you should be proud of, like, all the hard work, the dedication you've put in your whole life to, like, get to where you are today. Like, yes, maybe you're not doing what you had envisioned for yourself when you were younger but that doesn't mean I feel like you're doing that still in different ways and you still find uh, motivation and ways to learn ways to keep growing and learning and being being like a fabulous woman still Mm -hmm. and like yes you didn't do all these things in your life but you you still got there in a different way but you got there yeah yeah (laughs) Um, that's so true yeah so I I think for me like when you guys listen to this great episode I thought it was interesting that my mom's biggest lesson learned was not to get married or what she would tell somebody is like don't get married and I just thought it was funny I'm like do you love my dad (laughs) (laughs) no I don't think it has anything to do with him it has nothing to do with like whether or not she like wants or didn't just like I think that looking back you know it's like especially in the Latino community especially rooted in religion you're always taught to like my mom's like the only thing we were taught was like get married and have kids like that was what you're supposed to do and Mm -hmm. I just don't like you know I'm so happy that you guys are not living that life you don't have to do that if you don't want to do that Mm -hmm. you know and I just you know I did always grow up my whole life with a mom who although came from Mexico was born in Mexico never ever ever was religious to be honest with you and always told me like she she was like why do you have boyfriends like just live your life travel and I even to this day when I tell her like sometimes I'm worried that I'm waiting too long to have kids she's like who cares if you don't have kids it's not a big deal and Mm -hmm. I just love that my mom's kind of really progressive in that way yeah my mom's progressive in the way like you don't have to be married but I want a grandchild (laughs) she's like I don't care how you do it who you do it with I don't need to know his name where he came from nothing just have somebody put a baby inside you that's it which and is I'm an like, incredible uh, option though like it cool is that you can like and, you know honestly enough. it might be something I consider but um <laughs> you know it's it's nice to have like not that pressure on yeah. you yeah for sure mm-hmm well, guys, we are so excited for you to listen to this episode of ours. Elvia recorded with her mom. I recorded with my mom. We get to learn a little bit more kind of about them, about us, and why we are the way we are, which is chingonas and poredosas because of our amazing mothers. Mm-hmm. Um, and without further ado, enjoy the episode. Yeah. 
Hi everyone, welcome back to the Bestie Bestie Bone Bone podcast. I am so excited. I probably have the most special guest. Um, both Elvie and I are going to be doing a Mother's Day special and we wanted to pay tribute to our moms. Um, and so who we thought who better than to bring on our own incredible mujeres who have raised us, punished us, <laughs> dealt with us and always loved us. So without further ado, I want to welcome my mom to the podcast, Miss Berta Pinedo. Say hi, mommy. Hi. Hi, everybody. <laughs> All right. So we just wanted to do sort of some lessons we've learned from our mommies, um, advice that they would probably give to um, their daughters, granddaughters, and all future generation of Latinas. So I'm going to go ahead and kick it off. Mom, my first question to you is, did you always want to have kids? No. <laughs> By the way, she has five kids. But So how did you ultimately make the decision? I mean, I'm assuming that there had to be uh, some decision made. <laughs> I hope. I hope the answer wasn't forced on you. <laughs> did you and my dad have to have a conversation like, yeah, we want to have kids or when we want to have kids? He wanted to have ten kids. And you? And I said, hell no. I gave you half. <laughs> and that's it. No more. He but wanted, he but, wanted a big family like his family. He wanted 10 kids. And you just wanted a small family? I wanted like maybe one. two. <laughs> well, by the way, she probably did only want one because my oldest brother Adan is her favorite. And I'm sure after that, she was like, all right, I'm good. Um, Mommy, what did you learn after your first kid that you applied to the other four? What did I learn? Well, it's hard when you're first kid, you, you, don't, don't, you don't know. So? So, you know, after you learn how to raise a kid, the second one pretty easy the third one easier easier four fifth you have a lot of experience <laughs> <laughs> um did you ever apply any lessons that you learned from your own mother from your abuelita to being a mom or did you just sort of figure it out as yeah, you went? I think you figure it out as you go along you know you figure it out by yourself because basically, even though she was there yeah. when Adan was born, but she wasn't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you ever lean on your sisters with no. for advice? No. <laughs> I I think it was more your abuelita Carmela uh -huh. than my sisters. Because uh -huh. it was hard to talk on the phone, you know? but I need help. So my abuelita Carmela is my, mom, my dad's mother. So mm -hmm. my mom's saying that she took a lot of advice from her suegra, mm -hmm. um, who was an incredible mother. Um, so that's good, Mommy. Yeah. Maybe that's why you got so many good tips. Yeah, I think so. Um, looking back now, um, what do you hope, and having raised all of your kids, what do you hope your daughters learn about being a mom that you wish you would have known there's a lot of things i mean when you're back then there was not all that information you have now mm -hmm. that's true and you know back then the um i don't know i don't know well, for sure you don't have Google. You didn't <laughs> cell phone. Well, you had take... Alexa. Help me. <laughs> How do I fit this kid? <laughs> but what do you hope that your daughters do? I mean, you already have a daughter that's a mom. Yeah, and well, then there's me. I'm not a mom yet. Mm -hmm. I, I think you guys will do just great being a mom. I mean, Monica's a great mom. Yeah, she is. She's a great mom. Mm -hmm. I'm sure if you do, you'd be just as great as her. Or not, because I have no patience. <laughs> Believe me, you'll <laughs> learn. <laughs> you'll learn. Look at Marvin. 
Yeah, that's true. Look at her. I'm that's sorry. my sister-in-law. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do just learn. You just, oh, you just be amazed of. You'll just figure it out. You just have. What did he not have this patience? <laughs> How? <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Mom, you also have always been somebody who has always told me you don't need to be a mom and you don't need to get married if you don't want to. Don't do it. And that's very different than like most people in the Latino culture. And I know that's rooted a lot in religion. You know how everybody's like, ¿Cuándo vas a tener hijos? ¿Cuándo vas a casar? Yeah. And you've never been that way. How come? You've always been somebody who's been so much more like all about like living your life independently, do the things that you love, travel. Yeah, because if, I think back, back then, if we could have done that, mm-hmm. maybe we have, we would have done that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not get married, have kids. Yeah, because that's what was all about. Get yeah. married and have kids. If you get married, you didn't have kids, then what's wrong with you? Yeah. So now that's good. That's good. You don't have to get married. Yeah, you mm-hmm. you you've always you, believed like you could. You don't have to get married. You don't have to have kids. You can do whatever you, you want. You can do whatever. If that's if you're happy, then be happy. Yeah. And before no, you're twenty two. It's the thing to do. You're old. Get married. Have kids. Okay. Do you feel like you would have waited a little bit longer? I would have waited longer. Until like your 30s or just like later 20s? I think 30s. Uh Uh-huh. And probably go go to school. If you had the support of your parents. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're too young to get married. Mm-hmm. You could, you could go to school. Yeah. Can, what would you have studied? I don't know what I would have studied. Probably something that had to do with business. Hmm? Because I did when when I was going to San Monica College, I did have business classes. Mm-hmm. I had typing, and th- so that was my, uh, something that had to do with business. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. All right, mom, my last two questions for you. Knowing what you know now about life, inclusive of being a mom, what would you tell your 20-year-old self? Don't get married. <laughs> I mean, she really loves my dad, I think. <laughs> no, that's great advice. Like, don't rush into... Don't rush. Yeah. Don't rush. I mean, 20 years, you're very young. Yeah. Very young to get married. You're if just... you could do it all over again and you were 20 years old not getting married, what would you be doing? Going to school, finishing Going studying. To... Yeah. Pursuing a career. Traveling. Yeah. We didn't have that before. Going anywhere. And we never had that... Um, opportunity like you guys had to go to college mm-hmm. out of your hometown mm-hmm. so we didn't we don't know what it is to live alone mm-hmm. you live with your parents and you get married yeah and that's it and that's it yeah that's true it's so much has changed and yes. it's going to continue to change I mean, imagine mm-hmm. your granddaughters how their lives are going to be so different right. than ours mm-hmm. um last question what is the best advice you've ever received from anyone, maybe it could be una tía, una abuela, a teacher that you loved, a friend, somebody who gave you really good advice. I don't best advice from... Or advice that you yourself feel like you've learned that you would say you kind of still live by. Um, enjoy life. That's the best advice. Don't rush. Have Anything. Fun. Have fun. Travel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything else you would tell mommy to young Latinas that are about to start their adult life? No. No, that's, that's it. Just enjoy life. Don't rush it. And it goes by faster than you can ever explain? Uh, yep, it's, yep. It goes very fast. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, thank you so much, mom. I really appreciate 
you coming on and sharing your tips and advice. Next up, we got Elvia and her amazing mom, Leticia. So enjoy. Hi, everybody. I am so excited for the guests that we have today. She is the woman that brought me into this earth. <laughs> and I love her very much. And since we're doing a little um, Mother's Day episode, I wanted to introduce you to my mom. Her name is Leticia Sornosa, or we call her, people call her Leti. I call her Mommy. Um, and I'm just going to start asking her some questions. So, mami, dime un pobre sobre ti, si quieres intro, introducete a la gente que te está oyendo. Um, de dónde eres, cuántos hermanos y hermanas tienen, dime un poquito de cómo creciste, y como tus papás eran, cosas así. Lo que tú quieras decir. Ok, mi nombre es Leticia Sornosa. Bueno, mi nombre y apellido sin casarme es Palma. Pero luego me casé y lo cambié a Sornosa. Y que yo pienso que no debería de haberme sacado mi apellido de mi papá. Eso es una de las cosas que no debería de haber hecho. Ok, ¿por qué? Después me lo preguntan si quieren. Ah, tengo, somos 15 hermanos, 7 mujeres, 5 varones, de las cuales habemos, son de, son como son 15, hubo tres baby que se murieron de chiquito, pero los que crecimos somos 12. Ah, habemos 10 vivos, hay dos muertos, ya mayores. Ah, mi papá y mi mamá fueron personas del campo, muy humildes. Mm. La verdad no sé si ellos, no, me, no recuerdo si ellos sabían leer o escribir, no recuerdo, no, no sé. Pero ellos se mantenían de lo que sembraban, uh -huh. de los animales que ellos criaban. Uh -huh. Teníamos finca y yo me crié en el campo. Eran recuerdos, ahorita en la vida que estamos viviendo, eran recuerdos bonitos. Volvería yo a esa vida, uh -huh. estaba bonito, uh -huh. porque todo, todo lo que comía era lo que ahorita es muy caro, que se llama puras cosas orgánicas, la leche, la carne, el pollo, todo. Mi papá los cri lo criaba, todo producían ellos. Bueno. Y después uh, emigramos a la ciudad donde lamentablemente yo fui la única que estudió un poquito más. Los otros yo creo que hay algunos que de mis hermanos que no, no, sabían, no saben leer ni escribir. Yo sí... Terminé la escuela secundaria y estudié un poquito de universidad. Um, y esa vida, mmm, sí, para el tiempo que yo la viví estaba bien. En ese tiempo yo no entendía por qué mi mamá no me dejaba ir a bailes, ni a fiesta, ni a nada. Yo me enojaba y... Y si me dejaba ir, me dejaba ir con alguien. Nunca me dejaba ir sola. So, yo no le entendía eso y no. Ah, sí me frustraba, sí me daba coraje. ¿Y cómo era tu relación con ella? 
Bueno, amaste lo que estás diciendo. Bueno, ella, mi mamá era muy estricta. Uh -huh. Nosotros, desde... Yo era la última y yo, bueno, me consideraba ser la más consentida. Pero con todo y eso, yo... Mi mamá me enseñó a lavar, a cocinar, a planchar, a todo lo que se hace en una casa. Uh -huh. No porque era la consentida, yo no... Yo no, yo no aprendí eso, yo, yo aprendí a hacer todo eso. Uh -huh. y... Tú eres la más joven de todos tus hermanos. Sí. Uh -huh. y, y de... Pues ya después, cuando terminé un poquito la escuela, pues esa vida es bonita. Vuelvo y repito, no... No era de fiesta como es ahorita, no era de fiesta nada de eso. Si yo quería ir a un lado, a veces yo le tenía que mentir a mi mamá y a mi, y a mi papá. ¿Le mentía? Sí, le mentía. <risa> le decía que tenía que ir a la biblioteca, pues porque no tenía otra opción, ellos no me dejaban salir. Uh -huh. Y, um, ok, solo los dijiste un, un poco cómo creciste, cómo fue tu vida. Uh, ¿Y de qué ciudad eres? ¿De dónde eres? Oh, yo soy de Ecuador. Mi pueblo donde yo nací, no nací en la ciudad. Yo nací en un pueblito chiquito que se llama uh, Honorato Vázquez. Yeah. Okay. que pertenecía a la ciudad de Puerto Viejo, provincia de Manaví. Uh -huh. okay. Okay. Muchas gracias. Um, ok, ¿y cómo ha sido tu experiencia siendo madre de dos bellos hijos que has tenido? Bueno. No digas ah. muchas cosas de mí, por favor. Mi experiencia, <risa> la verdad, no fue muy buena porque uno, lo primero es que yo estaba sola aquí y no, yo no tuve ayuda, pues, de nadie. Uh -huh. So, yo, yo tenía que, pues, hacerme todo. No, no es como otras personas que dan a luz y la mamá ah, en Ecuador se acostumbra que la mamá, la mamá va a la casa de la hija o la hija va a la casa de la mamá y ahí está los 40 días y la mamá le ayuda con el niño y le hace los calditos de pollo y todo. Yo no tuve nada de eso, yo tuve que arreglármelas yo solita aquí. Uh -huh. Luego yo tenía... Un, un marido bien ignorante en la cocina que no, me daba la sopa de vaso so, y sí y eso era que me iba bien so. no pues yo pienso que como mamá eso fue lo más duro que, que yo tuve porque después de cuando uno tiene un baby después de que tú lo bañes y le des de comer y que el baby esté bien, pues no pasa nada. Uh -huh. Todo está bien. Lo difícil es cuando los niños se enferman o tienen una condición, pero... Mmm, yo pienso que mis hijos estaban bien cuidados y, y bien protegidos y bien amados y bien comidos. Y eso es lo que es importante. Yeah. ¿Y tú crees que fue como hijos, yo y Richard, éramos niños buenos, éramos fácil de criar o sí. te dábamos mucha lata? Bueno, eso es, eso es natural en todos los niños. A veces cuando te decimos, oh, tú diste mucha lata... 
este, lo decimos de, de relajo, o sea, de... Bueno, es verdad que dabas lata, pero así son los niños. <risa> pues sí, son, dan lata. Así son los niños, son, no, lo va, no, no los vamos a cambiar. Unos son poco, muy latosos, otros no son tanto, así como, como te decimos. Para nosotros, Richard era más calmado que tú, ¿ok? Uh -huh. Tú eras más uh, revoltosa, Richard era más calmadito. Uh -huh. so, a eso nos referimos, pero de que fueron buenos niños, sí, yo no me arrepiento. de Yo agradezco que mis hijos no anden... Bueno, tú tienes ahí un arete en la nariz, bueno, yo no sé... <risa> Pero yo, yo agradezco mucho que ustedes no anden tatuados, que, que mi hijo no, no se crió con el pantalón en la verija, que tú no fuiste una... Bueno, no sé si vaya si, a ofender a si alguien. Si vaya a ofender a alguien. Pero, sí, ya entiendo. So, so, no, somos buenas personas. Sí, Crecimos a ser buenas personas. Sí, o sea, uh, para, para otro muchacho, pues recontra muy buena persona. Ok. Um, ok. So, esa es la... ¿Qué, qué cosa te a ti te hace más orgullosa que tú has logrado en tu vida? Ah, esa es una pregunta que... No sé, pero... O sea... Yo... No sé si, si me das un ejemplo, no sé, pero... Yo, yo no... O sea... Me hubiese sentido orgullosa si hubiese tenido una carrera. Uh -huh. Eso sí me hubiese sentido orgullosa. O... ¿Qué sé yo? Sí, que yo hubiese podido estudiar más. Y hubiese... Y... No... Que yo hubiese podido trabajar con mi mente no con mi cuerpo uh -huh. Uh -huh. ok so a lo mejor en vez de decir eso es algo que tú hubieras que sido en, en tu vida que hubiese querido no querido no que sido <risa> tú hubieras <risa> querido um, uh, estudiado más y, y si pudieras ir a la escuela para que hubieras ido a la escuela. O si ahora te, se te antojaba ir a la escuela, ¿qué estudiarías? ¿Qué estudiaría? Estudiaría ahorita, ahorita en el tiempo que tengo, estudiaría, me fuera a estudiar nutrición. ¿Ya? Yeah. Ok. I mean, no es tarde. Pues todavía hacerlo. Nada más falta hacerlo. Uh -huh. So, te digo, yo puedo ser tu consejera académica. <risa> <risa> si quieres, um, aplica la UCLA. Uh -huh. <risa> ok. Um, ¿Qué te dijeras a ti misma si tú pudieras regresar a tus... 21 primaveras. Yo. ¿Qué consejo te dieras? Yo me hubiese dado muchos consejos. Ok, pues dame aunque sea tres. En uno de los consejos ya te los di. Que es que yo me hubiese gustado haber estudiado más. Uh -huh. ah, otro de los consejos es que yo me hubiese gustado que mi mamá me hubiese, me hubiese inculcado desde chiquita. Tal vez lo hizo, pero yo no le hice caso, no me recuerdo. 
que me hubiese inculcado más el ser el acercarme más a Dios desde okay. chiquita okay. y también yo el consejo que yo me, hubiese, me doy también es que yo hubiese acercado a mis hijos a que también se acercaran a Dios desde muy chiquito o sea que crecieran así y también me yo como mamá yo de eso yo yo me arrepiento uh -huh. no haberle inculcado a mis hijos el amor a Dios uh -huh. ya yeah. ok y hacer la última pregunta de los mil dólares que te vas a ganar uh -huh. um, cuál es el mejor consejo que tú has recibido en toda tu vida que todavía es algo que tú valoras ahora yo no sé si yo te he contado esto uh -huh. pero ahorita te lo voy a contar okay. y yo casi me acuerdo siempre 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 de esto cuando yo era yo creo que tenía como menos de 20 años uh -huh. La verdad no recuerdo cuántos años tenía, pero sí tenía menos de 20 años. Uh -huh. Creo que cuando estaba en la edad del burro, que no entendía nada. Creo que sí. ¿Qué quiere decir eso? La edad del burro, que uno no entiende nada, que no. le hablan y no entiende. Ok. O sea, como rebelde, pues. Ok. Ok. Yo me recuerdo que mi mamá me... Yo, lo, al, a lo que yo voy es que yo... Yo le tenía mucho miedo, ya después yo le tenía mucho miedo las palabras de mi mamá. Cuando una vez yo iba a salir con una amiga que de las que mi mamá me dejaba salir, ella era más ma mayor que yo, y, y, yo me, y yo me puse el mejor, creo que íbamos a una fiesta, no recuerdo, y... Y pues allá era puro lodo y pura piedra. Uh -huh. Y yo me recuerdo que mi hermana se había casado un, un tiempo a, antes. Y entonces yo me puse el vestido que mi, que mi mamá me compró para la boda y los zapatos que eran altos, de tacones. Uh -huh. Y mi mamá me dijo, ¿te vas a poner esa ropa para ir para allá? Allá hay mucha piedra, mucho lodo, vas a venir con los tacones, los tacones se te van a caer, allá hay mucha piedra. Y no me recuerdo si yo qué le dije a mi mamá, pero yo me fui. Y justo lo que mi mamá me dijo, eso me pasó. Uh -huh. Y fueron dos, do, do, no recuerdo cuántas veces, otra vez me dijo, ah, lleva una chamarra, va a llover y te va a hacer mucho frío. Y él, ah, yo me fui. Y llovió, pero llovió a cántaro. Y ya, <risa> y yo era que me moría de frío. Y yo decía, yo decía solamente aquí en mi corazón, ¿Por qué no le hice caso a mi mamá? ¿Por qué no le hice caso? Y yo después de tantas cosas que también una vez me fui a un río y con la misma amiga esta y, este, y me puse un chor blanco de una tela que se llama como tercio, terciopelo que es como brillosita uh -huh. de, como, como de seda Ajá, uh -huh. pero era blanco uh -huh. y entonces me dijo ¿Te vas a poner ese, ese short? Y yo le dije, sí. ¿Y te vas a bañar con, ese, con eso ahí en el río? Yo le dije, sí. Y me dice, Leti, se te van a ver los pelos. Dije, ¡Ay, mamá! <risa> ¿Los pelos qué? ¿De la chucha? <risa> y entonces yo fui, me metí al río 
Y de veras, justo lo que me dijo. Eso me pasó. Oh my God. Y entonces, yo por eso ya después, yo le tenía miedo a cuando me decía mi mamá, no hagas eso, no vayas acá o no vayas allá. Uh -huh. Era como, no sé, como profética, yo no sé. <risa> Lo que ella decía pasaba. Uh -huh. so, entonces estás diciendo, si tu mamá te está dando consejos, uno debería de, sí. de escuchar. Sí, exactamente. Ok. Esa es la... Porque, la... porque cuando una mamá le da consejo a los hijos o un papá, le da un consejo a los hijos es porque ya vivió okay. y a lo mejor pasó eso con él uh -huh. o, o lo que sea uh -huh. yo, yo me hiciste recordar yo bueno no tengo muchas memorias con mi abuelita Victoria pero yo me recuerdo bueno una vez me dio una muñeca que era tuya uh -huh. y todavía está por ahí pero otra vez Um, no sé si tú te recuerdas esto pero yo sí porque para mí en ese tiempo yo me moría porque yo estábamos en Ecuador y había un muchacho ahí donde era la casa de mi tía Mantilia o de mi abuelita y whatever ese muchacho a mí me gustaba o yo no sé qué y yo me metí en problemas con ustedes porque ustedes, eh, ustedes se enteraron de que, no sé, de mí y ese muchacho. ¿No te recuerdas esto? Y ustedes se enojaron conmigo, me gritaron, porque él era más grande. Yo tenía como nueve años y él tenía como catorce. ¿En la casa de qué abuelita dices? De ahí donde vivía mi tía Uh, a Mantilia en el callejón mm. y luego <ríe> y luego ustedes se enojaron conmigo me castigaron y todo eso y fuimos con estábamos con mi abuelita en la casa de ella <ríe> y no sé si tú le estabas contando enfrente de mí yo no me sonreo así con la cabeza para abajo y mi abuelita te dice a ti te dijo, oh sí, tú, tú, uh, tú estás enojada con ella porque ella anda con muchachos. Oh sí, tú mm -hmm. estás enojada con ella por eso. Como diciéndote como que tú lo has hecho mm -hmm. antes porque andas así de enojona con ella. Yo me recuerdo de eso. Y es una de las tres memorias que tengo de ella, pero... Ahorita que estabas diciendo eso, me recordé de eso. Yeah. Porque no sabía que cuando te, te estabas yendo por ahí de vaga <risa> con, los, con los chachos a ver si agarrabas esposo o novio. Uh -huh. <risa> ok, pues ¿hay, hay otra cosa que quieres decir para terminar. No. No, ok. Pues, uh, thank you everybody for listening and have a great day. Um, we would love to hear about what your mother's advice that they've given you, lessons that you have learned from your incredible mujeres in your life that raised you to be the chingona women that you are now. Um, don't forget to subscribe, leave us a review, and until next time, bye!